Welcome to the Sports and Media Podcast. I'm Joe. And I am Jeff. <laughs> I'm Jeff. That's Joe. You know that already. <laughs> hey, we're here to talk sports today on this Monday. Plus, we'll now again start talking about The Walking Dead at the end of the show, or probably near halfway through, because I'm pretty excited about talking to Joe about Walking Dead. But let's first talk sports. Uh, we'll go breaking news first. J.J. Watt just signed with the Arizona Cardinals. So that is uh, now put to bed. So we know where he'll be as an NFL course, always uh, the top of every sports uh, sports broadcast still. It's amazing. So it was a <coughs> – sorry. Um, he signed with the Cardinals? Yeah. That, okay, I mean, I, I know I'm not an expert and I never claim to be, but – that just seems like the oddest place. I was thinking Green Bay because he grew up in Wisconsin. I thought maybe Pittsburgh. I figured he was going to go to a team where he thought that he could make the difference to go to the deep in the playoffs. And unless yeah, the actually, Cardinals have other things planned, I don't know why he would choose that team. Well, he took, they gave him big money. I mean, I didn't think he was going after that. money. <laughs> but, I mean, I didn't think he was going to take it because he's made so much in his career. But he took the money, and so they gave him like $31 million. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, I mean. Now I understand. I didn't think (laughs) – because I thought he would make – I mean, I don't know what enough money is, but I thought if there was enough money out there and you want a championship, I don't know. I think that much money you want to play with a team. I mean, they'll be competitive, it seems like. So So, that's that. A couple of uh, notes uh, before we get started. Irv Cross passed away, uh, the legendary CBS. really? Yeah. Um, Who did CBS with Musburger in the 70s when we all started growing up with football and pregame shows. He passed away over the weekend. And Larry Clisby, the Purdue radio announcer for over 40 years, passed away over the weekend. So a couple of sad deaths in the world of sports and media as we get started on today. It was interesting. The Associated Press, and I have, it, I have the link here somewhere, uh, it was just talking, they, they did a story sort of about how all the iconic players from the 70s and some from the 60s. They're all just passing around. Like right now, there's very few of them left. I mean, we had Hank Aaron die. We had um, Joe Morgan die and Bob Gibson and Al Kaline and all of those players. And it's just that time period. You know, I remember it was it maybe a decade or two ago when they were talking about all the World War II veterans passing away, yeah. like that generation, that great generation passing away. And we seem to have this great. These are the last players who were superstars in America because now football is, is, is the number one super. I mean, when you think baseball, there aren't any superstars. I think the last big star that crossed over from baseball was Derek Jeter because the is yeah. in New York. They won all his championships, all the other things on there. Um, I think the heir apparent is the best player in baseball. I think there's no doubt it's Mike Trout, but he plays out West in a small area. And I think unless you're a baseball fan, I don't think, I think he could walk anonymously into wherever the heck he wants. Oh yeah. I think everybody, recognize, yeah, they recognize him as the best player, but you don't recognize him. Right. <laughs> Whereas Gibson and 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 Aaron and Kalon and Morgan and all these guys, America knew them. America yep. knew them. So well yeah, said, now, well now we're seeing that. And you mentioned CBS. Uh, man, that was such a great show back in the day. And it was also, when you think about it, it was very modern. You had African American Irv Cross. You had Phyllis George. Yeah. <laughs> you had Phyllis George on there, and you had uh, Jimmy the Greek Gambler. Yeah. <laughs> There, so they're way ahead of their time, and that was the best pregame show back then for sure. That's the one everybody watched. CBS, you know, Brent Musburger, who's still reinventing himself. He's pretty, he's a pretty amazing guy himself. Yep, he's still doing it out there. He likes to hang out in Vegas and uh, and do most of his sports calling from out there, but yeah, he's still doing it well. Yeah, oh, absolutely. 
Other things on your mind? Uh, a couple of things. I, one thing that's kind of confusing for me, and it's not math. math. <laughs> yeah, not math. Yeah. One plus one is three, right? Right? Right. Hey. Um, but that's what I feel like some of these are, and they're not. You know, I, I am, as you know, very sensitive to people being bothered by things. At the same time, I'm not, you know, I, I also occasionally think that political correctness can get a little overboard. Um, and I think that's true for anything. We don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. We don't want to, but like, for example, I thought Chief Alinowicz, that dance they did was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen in my work in, in, in my life. On the other hand, if you grew up on it, you're going to have some, at least some nostalgic connection. I have no nostalgia connected to it. Uh, I don't have a problem with certain nicknames being played. Like I really don't have a problem with the Atlanta Braves being used as a name because it's a risk. I think the respect of the proud people of there. On the other hand, I'm not, I'm not a native American. The Redskins I think is an absolute joke of a name. We should never do that any more than think of any racial epithet we have for any other race. But there's a story, I don't know if you've been following. I just, I stumbled across it the other day in Texas about the eyes of Texas. Um, that's their fight song. And there's a big I mean, and a major controversy. I was just reading it in The Athletic. And um, I, I knew almost nothing about this. No, no, no. I knew nothing about this. Um, so I was yeah, reading I knew, I knew nothing about this. So, so I'll, I'll, I'll give you the 10 second, 15 second primer here, which is donors are saying they won't want to give. And then other donors are saying, if you take it away, we're definitely not going to give the money. We have been giving. And the football player after a game, um, sort of looked up at the you know was still on the field at one point while it was being played and looked up and uh he was claiming it was because he because he was just walking around others were saying because it's the it's the fight song so and i was thinking it was I, I wanted to know the background and apparently it was created by somebody who did minstrel shows in the 20s and things like that but it was sort of a rip into robert e lee and the south uh because robert e lee apparently used to say the eyes of the south are on you it, there's a school, Washington and Lee, which I've been to actually, Robert E. Lee's uh, is buried there. And he became the president of the school for a while. Anyway, yeah. I know it's tough to follow because I mean, it, it really is tough to follow. So I said, what are the lyrics that are bothering everybody? So it's sung to, I'll be working on the railroad. So excuse, I'm not gonna really sing this to you. Uh, That's the one like the eyes of Texas, that one? Yes, yeah, all okay. the live long day, the eyes of Texas are upon you, you cannot get away. Do not think you can escape them at night or early in the morn. The eyes of Texas are upon you till Gabriel blows his horn. I, I, I am confused uh, because I don't see, and maybe it's because I'm not a minority and I'm not seeing these things, because I usually can, and I, I'm always in, in, in that side. I don't, I know that this guy created minstrel shows and those were stupid shows, as you know, back in the twenties and thirties. But this guy said he wasn't doing it for that reason. That he was doing it to sort of poke fun at, you know, the others. And there's, I mean, is it to the point now that if you, if, if, if you even do one tiny little thing, people are going to extrapolate that, that it's at the worst possible situation, sort of like uh, baby, it's cold outside, which has nothing to do with raping people. That was not, you had to understand the context of the times. Um, and now you have, now you have this. I'm, I'm really, I, I feel like that if people, and, and the reason I'm talking about this because they're talking about Texas sports and the, the quarterback and he's getting ca caught up in this and whether they should do it after football games and all of these other things in there. And I, I feel like we're getting to the point where you can't say anything 
in sports. Like I really would like the Sullivan high school to get rid of their nickname, the Nick, the Redskins. I do find that a defensive one, um, yeah. but I don't see, I just don't see what's going on here. I just don't, no. I don't know if you do. I know because I didn't hear about this story. Unfortunately, I, I guess I'd have to, maybe if I, I read the lyrics a little bit closer, maybe I could find something, but with what you just said, nothing, nothing, uh, strikes me as horrible i look at it a lot of times when you need to see it to, to maybe see it like other people are but yeah you got me it's just like this mr potato head thing over the week over the past week where they weren't gonna have a, a mr potato head they were just gonna have a whatever a, a potato head you know at some point you you know you, you i understand we all have to be correct and and do things the right way but right. at some point we're, not, we're only gonna be able to say like the word the and then that's it you know, where, where are we going? I mean, we have to be careful, you know. I, I, I'm, and you know, as, as, a, as a journalist and, 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 and we're both in the communication business, I just care about people using words that are, that are clear. For example, we were talking in one of my classes about uh, the pronoun they, someone prefers they and them. And I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I really don't. And, but, but I said, and we're talking about ways to get around it. And I think the best way is, you know, pronouns, you want to get as many, rid of many pronouns as you can in your stories anyway. Uh, and then use the last names for people in stories as much as possible. But there will be a time where it pops up. And, and, and I just feel as a communicator that in a feature story, I can get away with it because I could say, hey, so-and-so identifies as they and them, and then it would make a little bit more sense. But, it, but it's confusing. We're creating some words that people prefer, and maybe we need to create different words to do that. Uh, because I, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. On the other hand, I don't want to not communicate. And this whole thing of Mr. Potato Head, for goodness sake, uh, I'm not angry about it being changed. I think it's funny. I think it's really funny that people are so upset about this. And I also, on either side, like, how dare they call him Mr. Potato Head? Uh, or, oh my God, of course, it should only be Mr. Potato Head. I don't care. It's a friggin' toy. <laughs> I really, I really, but you're right. That's a great analogy that you brought up. Is that why do we need to change it? Why, yeah. I don't know. Why do we need to change? It? Yep, that's great. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Well, and, and I know Dr. Seuss is coming under some fire, and I I saw that today on on a line. So we'll have to do some research into that and see. People are complaining about Dr. Seuss maybe with some racial epithets and things in there. So that'll be the other one that's up for discussion next week on on our podcast. Yeah, maybe so. I mean, because it's funny because. We talk about these social things that are taking place and, and, and we want to adjust to them. We want to, to make people, you know, not feel, but sometimes people feel unjustifiably upset for things too. And we shouldn't cater to that either. Uh, and I'm not claiming that that's this, any of these situations right here, but um, Dr. Seuss was just a kind of crazy guy with some really crazy stories. So um, I will be interested to hear a little bit more about that myself. Um, Things that, the things that are value. You know, think about things that are value. What's interesting is, the, did you see the Mickey Mantle card? Um, uh, one sold for $5.2 million. Yeah. Uh, I was well, the Luka Doncic rookie card in, uh, in Dallas Mavericks is selling high right now. They think he's going to be the next superstar. So, yeah, car, uh, cards in, uh, are back in the forefront. I think it's because of the pandemic. People were, were buying them with something to do and trade. And, and so it, it, it seemed like the pandemic had one good thing is that sports cards are back. Yeah, I, I, I used to have the complete set of every Topps baseball from 71 to like 76. And I sold a lot of those to pay for college, <laughs> you know, but I still I still have quite a few. I still have thousands of the cards. I don't have this one, unfortunately. 
I, I, I didn't realize a Mike Trout card sold for $3.94 million a couple of years ago. Mike Trout. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I mean, I think, I think he's, I think he and Mantle are very similar in the way they play the game and their stats, everything. But um, I'm curious, you know, Mike Trout. I, I didn't know Luca was a uh, card. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he is a heck of a player. I, yeah. I wonder if it's sort of like the stock market and baseball cards or sports cards that, you know, you're investing, you know, with what you think the profit will be and not what it actually is. I don't, I mean, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of interesting. There you go. Uh, a couple of other sports news notes. Uh, you know, Reese Davis is going to stay at ESPN, uh, which I think is a good deal. I, I like him. But the one that I don't get ESPN announced, uh, well, since our last show, is Mike Greenberg is going to host the NFL draft. So and, why, why don't you understand that? I just don't get Greenberg is not an NFL. I mean, that's an NFL an analyst job. That's an NFL 100% of your time job. And and Greenberg is not a, not a total NFL guy. You know, he talks about all sports and uh, I, to me, I'm not a Greenberg fan anyway, but I don't, I, I don't see him holding my interest over a three or four day period with the draft. I'll probably watch the NFL network version actually. Yeah. The NFL network is usually a little bit, is more entertaining for sure. Um, I think Greenberg is a fine choice for hosting it as long as he, he kicks it to the people around him. The bottom line is I, I, unless you have like Jim Gaffigan and, and some other entertainers, I ain't watching. <laughs> I don't care. I really don't, I, I don't care the moment. What I'll do is probably sometime that night going, Hey, who did the giants get at 12 or 14 or whatever the heck it is. Um, and who were the first few picks? And I'm sure I'll catch it on social media, but I really don't care to see this in the moment. I really don't. And I know a lot of people do. I think you, you appreciate it, right? Yeah. I, I, we used to watch it. Yeah. I, I can't know. Most of the first round, I think that's always fascinating after that. Then you kind of check in every once in a while to see what's going on. It's just, it takes, for, it's, it's, it's forever. Like I used to watch the show, The Voice, and then it got so much where it wasn't just people participating. It was, here's the entire life story. Now let him sing. Like, <laughs> I don't care about these people. I want to know if they sing. And if they get to the finals, maybe I'll care more about it. It's all the sports news I have, Joe. You have anything else before we talk about The, the Walking Dead? Uh, yeah, a couple of things. One is the, the fact that the U.S. Olympic Committee, um, with their controversy a little bit, that they decided that it was okay for players not to stand uh, before games. Um, and that's one part of it. The other part is one of the people on the committee, what's his name, Ron, uh, I forget what his first name is, uh, Seth, Seth John, I'm sorry, J-A-H-N. Um, he, he, before the vote, he started saying things, um, who's, who's on the committee, and he's like, this is the era people just make stuff up and people just believe it. You know, we see it in politics every single day. Uh, but we see it everywhere else too. You know, we're, we're starting to see this guys going, our, found, our country was founded on the backs of slaves, even though only 8% of the entire population even owned slaves. These all things, part of, part of it was false, but some, there's, you know, blacks have been enslaved, Hispanics, he's saying everybody's been enslaved, even white people in this country have been enslaved. No, not everybody, you know, and he's, you know, he just started making all these claims. But there's two, two things that I'm interested in is that now, first, this guy's making all these claims. And I'm glad it was all shown to be unjustified. Um, but he also, I'm, I'm also wondering if you're the U.S. Olympic representative um, that you're not standing. I think on the one hand, I can see people saying, what the hell, you're representing the United States. On the other hand, what a powerful message that I live in a country where I can even stand against the national anthem. 
and I can see people on both sides. Uh, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, kind of like you in the NFL draft. <laughs> I just, uh, I mean, I, I just get, I'm, I, I, it's not that I don't care like you in the draft. It's just, I'm tired of it. It's been now what three or four years since this, this controversy that was created or. You know, I mean, does it, does it bother you that they stand or don't no. stand or you just don't care? I don't care. It just yeah. doesn't, it, it, we're at the point now where they're doing it just to make a statement. They're not doing it because I, they all believe in it. I think it's more of a statement belief. We're all, everybody wants to make a statement right now. Everything has to be a big show right now. Everything has to have a cause attached to it. We just can't live regularly anymore. We have to have a cause attached to it. And I don't want to live like that anymore. I just want to be a regular person again and, you know, you know, and just have fun. And I don't want to, I don't have to have a cause attached to everything I do. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm kind of, God, I mean, I've always thought that, and I still believe that politics and, and sports, I have no problem with it. I think it makes sense. On the other hand, I'm just fed up with before some of these championship games and games, all the preamble of the politics and the politics. And, and even I, you and I, I think are thinking sort of with the same mindset, just that we're just tired of it. Just get to the games. I don't, I don't, I really don't care. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, we all understand what we need to do and we all need to change and be better people. We get that now. Um, and, the, and I don't know if the people that are the bad people are ever going to get that, but I know we're still trying to force that down their throat. I don't think it's going to work. It's never going to work hundred percent, but it's worked for me because I understand now and I'm, I'm more careful about saying things. Sure. Uh, sure even sure. if I don't think I'm going to be wrong, I'm still careful. Uh, you know, just because you just you don't want people to interpret it the wrong way. And I just to the point now where I just want to go back to or go forward. I'll say that go forward with just being better and saying what we want to say and in and, and, and the way we should say it and, and just live in life. And, and again, not having everything attached to some 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 cause. We don't need to have that. You know, I want to watch a game without a cause. I want to be able to go walk my dog without a cause. I want to be able to you know, go out to eat without a cause and everything right now is cause related. You're just a rebel without a cause. That's what I'm you're a regular. Too, there's been too many causes that have made me want to rebel. I think is the way I would look at it. So anybody over 50 or 60 will get that reference. Everybody else will uh, not. Uh, yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm with you on that. I'm, I'm, I'm on that. I just don't, I, I want, I want the things that are really bad to jump out. And what's happening is these really egregious things are just fading in with all these other ones that aren't as bad. Yep. Well said. So, uh, and the and the other one um, I was thinking about was uh, the Atlanta Dream, <laughs> which is another cause for goodness sakes. Uh, but um, the owner for the Atlanta uh, Dream it was Kelly Leffler, who remember she was this assigned senator, and then she lost to sure, yeah. uh, the Reverend in in, in Atlanta. And um, it's kind of, what what I find interesting about this is that when she first bought the team. She used to invite all these WNBA players over. She allowed them to have the LGBTQT rallies and people were saying, hey, you know, this is a place you want to play if you're in the WNBA. And then she goes and runs in politics. And then this, I guess politics forces you to say stuff that you don't really believe in, just to pander. Can we believe any of our politicians anymore? You know, I don't know. And I hate to use a blanket statement like that, but it makes you wonder. I think people are saying stuff they just don't care about just for, we talked about greed earlier, just for the power of it. Because it sounds like she was somewhat tolerant of this, but she saw that if she went to the far right, because Trump brought people to the far right, um, 
just like you know, you know that's what happened so and things come swinging back and forth we're far right far left whatever it happens to be but it's an interesting that was another interesting story this one was in the new york times they were talking about all these people uh, but then of course she sold the team and because she didn't want to have them any part of it because they all famously <laughs> her own players went out there and they recruited for Reverend, is it Warl, uh, what's, um, I, I, I know who Walmart can't think of his name, yeah. Yeah, um, so for the Reverend there and um, and helped and she lost by what, two percentage points, I think in Atlanta, in Georgia for that. But um, those are the stories that really jumped out at me this week and they all tended to be sort of these stories, neither one of us I, I think like a whole lot, uh, yeah. but, but they're, I think they're, the stories are worth telling. Yeah, you're right. And the Tiger Woods, we didn't touch on Tiger this story, but you know, obviously he's recovering, it looks like, and uh, hopefully he'll be able to, I don't think he'll ever, my opinion is it doesn't sound like he'll play much golf ever again. I just hope he can walk and, and lead a natural, uh, a regular life because look at it sound like it was a really horrific wreck. And when you shatter both your legs, I mean, uh, the focus should be on just trying to walk again and, and being a decent dad and being a good dad and, and, and being able to be a dad. So good luck to Tiger getting well there. Yeah, it was interesting how um, the best source for that story, I think, was Golf Digest is where I tend to, Golf Magazine or whatever it was, that they were doing a pretty good job. Um, what's bothersome to me somewhat, and I'm not a Pollyanna, but it bothers me, like comments. I don't believe that you should allow any comment on your websites. So if we're writing a story and I think that they're terrible um, and I'm the publisher, I'm, I'm killing it. I don't care what people think. Oh, I have the first, man, first right, amendment right to say this. Sure, go say it on Twitter or someplace else. I don't care, but you're not saying it on my damn website. And um, there were so many people that were just making references and, and, and making fun of him for the sexual uh, problems he had and, uh, and, and the things that happened with his divorce. And it's just like so many people just go to the negative. And that's why things, God, I'm just so sick of the toxic things too. Not just the things you were just saying, Jeff, but man, I'm just so fed up with this. And I, I I'm, I was looking at a spring training game the other day and I was just so pleased just to watch it. <laughs> you know, I only watched about three or four innings, but it was a joy. Just, I just want to go to Florida and watch a spring training game and get away from all of this nonsense that's going on and involved with news and sports and everything. Yep. But I, I know it's impossible to get away from. No, you can try. You got to turn off your phone. You got to turn off everything and you got to sit up in the stands where nobody else can be around you and, and pray <laughs> whoever sits there is going to have an opinion on something. Let's talk about the walking dead. That's what we're here for today. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. So the uh, abbreviated um, past season from last year or year and a half ago or whatever is now back on. We had six episodes this spring. Episode one aired last night, uh, which was the February 28th. If you were, whenever you're watching this podcast, um, and basically, it was the return of Maggie, um, and we uh, we saw what has happened with the, the the crew that's left. Negan and Maggie had some not really words, but they just kind of look at each other, and you know, there's something that's going to happen down the in the future. There, um, you know, we got to see a little bit of what the new bad people are, the Reapers, which we'll talk about in, in uh, a little bit. Alexandria is being repaired; it's the only one left other than Oceanside, and so. Episode one last night, yeah, I, I gave it a B plus, but as I thought about it more, maybe a B plus is too high. Your thoughts? Well, I was uh, I was originally planning on watching the whole last season before this, 
And um, I only watched a show or two towards the end. It's <laughs> trying to remind myself. You, yeah. you probably so it was Maggie and Lydia getting the walkers off the cliff. And then uh, right. um, Eugene's group and with Ezekiel got trapped by the guys in the white, like paratrooper or stormtrooper outfits. And we, they didn't even touch on that last night. That bothered me. That was the one I wanted to know most about was yeah. that they, they went out there and I wanted to know more. I have a question. Was Princess with them too? Was Princess the girl? Yeah. Yeah. I was watching Princess, one of the, I can't think of the Indian, for lack of a better way to say, look, uh, female, like uh, Amida, Amada. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. So that, uh, I, I was rewatching the one where they're introduced to her in her city. Yeah. And um, God, I love her character. Yeah, she's you good. Know, I hope, I mean, she's a good actress. The way she pulled it off, the lines, she's really compelling. And the yeah. other thing that I'm noticing, you know, last night, that whole thing between Negan and Maggie. So Negan, of course, killed Glenn. Yeah. Love of Maggie's life. And when she left, and, and so I get why people are tolerating Negan now because he really has changed a lot. Although I we think I, he's changed. I, I still don't know. Are you are you are you a completely are you at complete buy-in that he's completely changed? Uh, well, let me put it this way. I think he's changed at the same time. I don't know that he's changed as things around him have changed. Yeah. So I believe he started his whole, whole group because he wanted to help people. And then it, and, and he just thought ultimately the best way to do that is he thought in this new horrible world, only through violence and, and, and his bat and um, Lucille and all the other things he could do that. Um, he, I, I think he was always someone who thought good things because even in this worst of times, there was a sense of, well, if you just apologize or this or that, but then I think he felt like he hit the only, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Um, but I think there was some good, there's a lot of good intentions with Negan to begin with, even though you understand why people hate him. Him killing Glenn, of course, no matter what he's done since, since the, Maggie's been away, there's no way in the world I can see him ever being able to be forgiven by Maggie. So you have this really perfect tension. I have no idea what's going to happen on this. You can see it going either way because I think that Negan has um, seen a different way of doing things. I don't, I think that he's a leader. I can see him being the leader because I think he's willing to make the tough choices. Um, and I think that uh, like Maggie, I think made several bad choices just last night in her, her leadership skills. I think she's very tough. I think she's great, but um, I think she's got too much of the Pollyanna. And I don't know if the Pollyanna can live in this post-apocalyptic post world. I think Negan's the guy that you sort of want to have in charge in some ways, but this Negan, not the Negan that you had before. Yeah, if he's changed, I would agree with you 100%. I thought the episode, you know, like I said, the only bad thing of the episode is I had to rewind it a couple of times to, to understand what they were saying. The, the audio was terrible in a couple of points. And the big one was when uh, the guy that ended up being named the Pope blew himself up, but you couldn't hear what he said. And so he had to, I had to rewind it and it said, Pope marked you before he blows himself up. And I, I don't understand how a show that's, you know, making millions of dollars and has all the great equipment in the world, can't find a microphone that uh, to mic up their actors. It just, it's kind of frustrating. And a lot of people on Twitter were saying the same thing last night. The audio was terrible in spots. Well, about a month ago, my daughter, who's younger and should have better ears than I do, <laughs> um, she doesn't watch movies anymore without closed caption on. 
And my wife and I have started, we put closed caption on almost everything nowadays because when you when things are whispered or something or something's in the background, we're catching it now. We're looking down and we're seeing it. And I really, I like that. The one thing I don't know is sometimes I look down too much. Yeah, you're reading more than watching, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's one reason I really don't like foreign films, you know, so uh, <laughs> I just don't like watching closed caption. On the other hand, this really, I, because I was like, the Pope marked you. And I, I didn't know what that meant, but at least I knew what he said. But I'm with you. I don't know that I would have caught that if I didn't have the closed caption. So I, I, I'm watching most things nowadays. That's what, I'm gonna do that. That's what I'm going to do this coming Sunday, then. I'm going to turn on closed caption when I watch The Walking Dead. There was even something in the background that I remember at one point that somebody said, and it picked that up, too. And I was like, oh, I mean, not that it was the most important thing, but I'm catching these things that in the past I was not able to capture before. That's a great idea, Joe. I didn't play about that. I don't have to rewind it. There you go. Yeah, a lot of commercials, but we knew that was coming. So, uh, you know, way too many commercials, but you know, they they've got to sell it to bring you that show. And I didn't see a day, single like commercial. Uh, oh, you you fast forward and you watch it later. Yep, That's I could. I wanted to do that, but I was so excited for eight o'clock to get here that I just said, "Heck with it! I'll just live with the commercials." I wish I would have waited a half hour, but I was like a kid in the candy store. I'm like, "It's eight o'clock! <laughs> it's eight o'clock!" Well, two things that the pandemic has taught me. One, closed captions. And actually, my daughter really did that. And the other is I won't watch a show with commercials if I can avoid it. Like every night I watch the World News Tonight on ABC News. And um, I, um, we don't start watching it till at least 540. It comes out at 530, but wait till 540 because it's about halfway through. They start having like 6,000 commercials in a row. And I mean it, 6,000. We counted it once. And... Uh, <laughs> We can skip through all those. So I watched the World News tonight in about 21 minutes. Hey, that's good. Now, one other thing. Did you watch the previews for next week? Did you, did you know I did, but for the life of me, I can't remember. The only thing that was really interesting was Daryl was in the water, and he was screaming like he had gotten bit. Now, I'm assuming he's not going to get bit by a zombie because they really have to have him in this. They have to have him this season because he's the – the biggest star left on the other than maybe Negan, but I think most people relate to Daryl more. Uh, but I thought that was the one thing that captivated me is that he something happens to Daryl sometime in the over the next five episodes. I would be surprised if he's gone. I, I agree with you. I think he's one of the most important, but I think I'm almost at a point where I feel like they need a new crew here. Well, the problem with Daryl uh, is he he's really good at playing that type of character but he, that character has not evolved in the last three seasons he's just sitting there with his greasy hair and he, he'll always get into fight he'll never back down but he really hasn't became rick and taken over the group there he's letting everybody else lead and I, I i don't know how much further he can go with that yeah he's sort of an outsider who's changed very little he's changed but very little um i i found that um I'm really interested in Maggie because she hasn't been around. I think she, she'll be really good for some of those things. Um, I'm really interested, and I always forget his name. What's the guy who has a fake arm uh, who's out there tracking? Uh, he was the one who was tracking oh. Data and everybody with the herd. Yeah. He went in last night, so doesn't ring a bell. I know who you're talking about, but I can't think of his name. He, he has done a really good job. Um, they, I, he's, really he's, he's grown. Yeah. He's grown. Uh, but the characters, I'm not, I'm getting kind of bored with, uh, I'm, I'm kind of sad that we're not seeing more of Ezekiel. I still like him. I just like him. Even when he smiles, you're like, this is a likable guy. You just, yeah. I, I like him. I think Jerry's pretty cool. I like him too. Yeah. And I really do like Daryl, but he and um, 
I think he's played out somewhat, although I'd glad, be, be glad to have him the same way. I think Carol has been one of the most magnificent characters in this, but yeah. I just don't, I, I got to wonder if either one of their hearts are in it to continue to do that. Whereas why not invite more interesting characters slowly? So you don't kill everybody off at once like princess. I think princess is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I would like that if you can introduce a couple of new characters, I find the daughter is one of the most interesting characters on the show still. And I oh. think, I think Negan is far more interesting than Daryl. Yeah. Right now he is because you don't know what's happening with Daryl. You know exactly what you're getting. So there you go. Yeah. I got to get out of here, Joe. I, I got to be somewhere, my man. So okay. I appreciate it. And, uh, We'll be back next week with another uh, episode. I'm Jeff. I am Jeff. Oh, no, wait, I thought you were Joe. Oh, I'm Joe today. I forgot. Okay, I'm Jeff. All right. I'll, I'll, <laughs> we'll catch Everybody you. have a great day.